Hello everyone. So this is the full, mostly unedited version of my interview with my friend Matt Kajowski. This was in the previous episode, uh, the first episode of the season of Rolling Through Life, but it was too long to put into that episode. So here's the full interview. I hope you enjoy. Again, thank you, Matt, if you're listening, for being on this episode and this bonus episode. And he'll definitely be back on. And again, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next time. Okay, everyone. So I'm here with my friend, Matthew Kodrowski. We are actually at college in the podcast studio. So this audio might sound different, but it's going to sound good. How it's going to sound crisp. Crisp. How are you, Matt? I feel pretty good. My allergies are kind of flaring up right now. So I kind of feel like a pile of crud, but you know. I feel that most days. <laughs> allergies are the worst. Some... Some medicine, some allergy medicine will make me feel I'll a little be bit right. better. You know, some rest. Okay. So, as you know, and anybody listening knows, my podcast is rolling through life, disability-related. I have SMA. We all know this. That's nothing new. Um, but that can pose interesting things in friendships. So, first we're going to talk about – we briefly talked about this before we started recording. First, let's talk about how we met. And then we're going to talk about our friendship and helping me out. It, oh, boy. <laughs> it can be weird. Anywho, so how do you remember how we met? Because it was I do remember how while. we met. Because you were a year younger than me, right? Yeah, I am younger than you. Yes. I'm like a year or two younger than you. So when I first met Caden, it was, gosh, it was like welcome. It was welcome week at Piedmont my freshman year, first semester. And last year, mm, year before last, I'm not even sure how to answer that because now I'm a main leader. So I guess it was. Are you a sophomore? I am a sophomore. So, so. It was la- during COVID. Yeah, it was like so it was year. during that cruddy COVID year. So last August, like 2020. Yeah, 2020 August. Yeah, 2020 last year. So he wasn't he was not my main leader. So main leaders are like this uh, position that upperclassmen students get to take to where they advise students and help them through orientations and welcome week to help them kind of get set for college life because, you know, it's a big transition going from high school to college. Caden was not actually my main leader, Mm -mm. but – his group did hang out with my group when we were doing Welcome Week stuff, and I remembered looking. I was like, "Oh, that dude's in a wheelchair." Good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "That's pretty cool," you know. He's and he's in a wheelchair. We also had the same major, MassCom. Basically, well, you're yeah. SportsCom. I'm right? SportsCom. So, base same department, same thing. Mass same communications department. is you know TV, radio, journalism, sports communications, same thing, but sports is added into the mix. So, shout uh, out to the comm department. Yes, same classes. Best there is. Same classes, same everything. Hence the reason we're in the podcast studio. We've been in plenty of times before at this point this year. But yes, so our groups hung out together. My group that I led um, hung out with your group that you were in because you were a freshman. I don't exactly remember where we went from that. I remembered I would see you kind of around campus. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, hey, dude, how you doing? And I finally found out, oh, that dude's name is Caden, you know. And that also, dude has a name. I should yeah, probably call dude, him by that. That wheelchair dude has a name, Caden. 
also, <laughs> the wheelchair dude has a name. It's that's Kaden. what I'm known for on campus is the wheelchair dude that fights for accessibility. That's all I'm known for here. But anyway, um, yeah. So it also is important to note that I was um, I was only on campus very little that semester because of COVID. I was ever I never went to any extra activities. Anytime I could get off campus, I was away from people. And then in the spring, so from January to May last year, or I guess this year technically, last school year, I didn't have class. I took a semester off. So then I was, I came here twice to drop off equipment or organize the equipment closet because I was still trying to be um, video chief. So I was here very, like, a couple times out of the whole, like, whole time that semester. See, I didn't even know that because I barely ever even, I don't think I ever saw you last semester. Yeah, because I wasn't, and I wasn't here. So this semester was the first time I was back. And that jumps to our friendship now. I would say our close friendship um, of being really good, like, best friends is because I was the main leader again this year in person, and so were you. Yeah, I was a main leader this year, and we both kind of took that role of helping out comm student, comm freshman communication students who were coming in. And we, we it was fun, It was a lot of fun, and it was, like, it was the first time back in person. It was, and I can tell you, as a main leader on Zoom, Kids didn't show up. They didn't like interact. They didn't engage in anything. It was, it was my first time being main leader. I, I enjoyed it. The students were great. Loved all my students, but I just, it was hard to do. And oh yeah. I was almost didn't do it again this year because I was like, what if we go back on Zoom? We didn't. Oh my gosh. We didn't. We actually was able to go mask free for some of the orientation days before we went back on masks. Praise um, God. Yeah. So that was the info, and that got students really energized. So then. Of course, our groups hung out together again because ASCOM, the arts, all the things, very similar style students hung out together. You're actually really good friends with one of my students from this year. So, yeah, full circle moment back oh, yeah. to being main leaders. And that's where our actually, like, good, good friendship started. That, that, I, I would say so, and I just want to go on and say I, I felt jealous for those freshmen who, who got to do their orientations in person because I'm just like, Oh, yeah. When I do it, I was, like, crammed at the kitchen table between my parents, and, and I was parents, so uncomfortable. Well, the other thing is, they didn't want your parents, people didn't, we as main leaders and, like, the people in charge of it, um, so the director of student life and all and the dean of student life, they didn't want parents there. This was a time for, well, for some of it they did, but for most of it, this is where they call it the great divide. We do it every year, where parents and students split up, but then I had multiple students um, their parents is behind the camera trying to mouth what to ask us because the kids are shy and thinking we can't hear them. And we hear in the background. <laughs> just little gives, lips yeah, smacking like, like some ask, ASMR. Ask this, ask this. Ask them about all this fun stuff you can do. And the kids just want to be out of there. A lot of them work summer jobs. They haven't been out of the house in so long. They're done. They want to move on. They want to get to college in person. They don't even... Um, and for some people, they don't know what that independence kind of is because they've had their parents just kind of help them out with stuff. And that, that was, was even, how it was for me. Yeah, and that was even hard for my age or my group. Like, or I mean, me as a freshman, when I came in, it was in person. But halfway, we COVID happened second semester, my spring semester of freshman year. You heard about it in December, kind of January, February. We went for I interestingly enough, the week before spring break, I had strep throat. So I was out all week, Ew. went on sh- spring break on the last, like the last like two days before spring break ended, we get an email. Hello, um, 
Piedmont Lions. Um, due to the concerns of COVID-19 coronavirus, we are not going to hold in-person classes for an extra two weeks. Um, we're also giving you an extra week of spring break so student, um, for faculty to prepare for online for two weeks. We never went back in person. Yeah, that, that extra week back. turned into like an extra four months. So all but one semester of my college career life, and I'm a junior, has been COVID. So Yay. it's – and it's no signs of stopping now. So I really don't know. But anyway, got a little sidetrack there from that. <laughs> um, so now our friendship now is where we're going to start. Oh, yeah. We're in the mask con department a lot together. We've ate lunch together. We've done this and that. How was the, I guess, interaction between me and you whenever I needed help? So, like, opening doors, walking to across campus because I couldn't get the shuttle at the time, um, anything, getting stuff out of my book bag. So, as far as opening doors goes, you would ask me, like, hey, can you get the door for me? And I was like, yeah, sure, which is, like, it, that's fine because I would hold doors for people all the time. And, obviously, you can't open doors and if you can you secretly have the force and you never uh, told me well matt i hate to tell you this today on this podcast i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you would do that too you would do that too and then as far when you would ask for things like hey can you get this out of my book bag you know you have your book bag kind of hung to your wheelchair and so i'm like well he can't, he can't reach back there obviously so I'll, I'll get stuff from his book bag that's not a big deal and then the weirder things happen. We talked <laughs> there, about this right before we hit record. What's the weirdest thing you ever helped me with? Go the, ahead. <laughs> the weirdest thing would be when he would ask for help with something regarding his person. So it would be like, hey, can you get help me get my mask down? Or you, can you pull my mask up? And I'm just like. COVID issues. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, because I, I was a little awkward first of all. I'm like, it's the obvious thing that he can't do that himself. So he needs help to do that. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll help him. And it's like a weird personal thing because obviously COVID, you don't want to be around people as much. You don't want them touching you. But then I'm like, hey. Touch um, my face. Touch hold my, my face, mask my, down. Hold my mask down. Pull it back up. Oh, it's folded on my nose weird. Can you fix it? And I've mentioned this before. It's got this weird, it's kind of weird hooked up on my chin. Can you fix that? Yeah. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I know I've written about it. People with disabilities have to get personal very quickly because you have people helping you use the restroom. You have people, strangers in the grocery store, hey, I dropped my phone or I can't reach this on the shelf or what my wheelchair stuck or whatever. Um, or in my case, that Matt likes to joke around about at a fair, off topic, at a fair, some guy told his daughter that my wheelchair <laughs> is a badass golf cart. Besides that, back that's like to, a running joke now. Oh boy, that's another topic. I'm not. I'm about. not even. I'm not even gonna like hold back. Like we we were trying to get into this podcast today. He couldn't fit. He just and is a wheelchair. You know, <laughs> got a little Scraped stuck. <laughs> okay, so it may have scraped the wall a little bit. And we're just like, hey, I'm just like, hey, I got a, a stripe for your badass golf cart. It's it's so hard when you're not disabled because you don't know what you can say that could trigger them. Which is different for everybody. It is different for everybody. But since I know Caden, Caden, Caden loves to make jokes about himself. And he's not, he's not going to be 
like super insecure about the fact he has a disability. He's just going to embrace it. And I, that's one of the things I just love about this guy. He's great. And so, real quick, my headphones is falling. <laughs> perfect sure. example. I'm going to keep this in the party. Perfect example. My headphones is falling off my head. Let me and get Matt's that for you. Hang on. Over here and get them for me. Anywho, continuing on. As I was saying, yeah, you get very personal very thank you. There you you get personal very quickly um, in all kinds of things. There's no telling how many people have had helped me use the restroom in public school. It's a little different in college, obviously. Yeah, so like he would help me switch my feet around. Also oh, yeah. very awkward. And people are afraid to like don't want to hurt me, thankfully. They're like, Oh, I don't want to hurt you. I've had me people, how do I do it? And it ranges from person to person. Like you would help me. I never had anybody not help me, but it's very awkward. Then I get a friend like my friend Veronica, who we go shopping together, and she's like, "Here, let's try on these shoes and take without like I wasn't gonna get her to do that. Try help me try on shoes, helps me try on a coat, and like didn't think twice about it. And that varies from friendship to friendship, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Like the first time you asked me to like move a part of you, it was like, "Hey, can you move my arm up a bit?" And I was just like. Okay, so I'd like pick up your arm, and it's just kind of like there, and I'm like, "All right, where you where do you want your arm?" Where? And then, <laughs> where do you want your arm? He's like, "Can you just move it up on the uh, the arm of the chair?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll do that." See, and I have and that so now it's like normal because I've done that before. And I've had two different things happen just today before I came in here. One in the commons of the at Piedmont, um, you go through two sets of doors to get in. Right. I go through one. I hit my elbow on the door, and I have to stop before i drop my phone or do something the door shuts and i'm stuck in between the two doorways it's like the twilight zone yeah i'm and there's no button to open it so i'm sitting there waiting for somebody to walk by they opened it okay another yeah, i've actually like had the, three those things i i always like every time because obviously when you're us and we're lazy we'll we'll use that door oh yeah and it's <laughs> we'll use that button to open the door just because we don't feel like opening it, because have you I ever know, heard? We feel like we're lazy. Have you ever heard of the curb cut effect? The curb cut effect. Mm -hmm. Explain this to me. So you know what a curb cut is? It's like on the side of a road, you know, for like a little ramp for a wheelchair to get down. Oh, it yeah. started yeah. out for accessibility, and it's turned into use for everyone. So anybody with a oh yeah shopping cart, a um, a stroller, a skateboard, a bicycle. So it's the curb cut effect. Started out for something, but now it's used for everybody. Those buttons, another example. Startups for accessibility, now everybody uses them. Oh, yeah. So something like that. And I noticed that every time that the button is used and the door is open, I either think that door takes a long time to open or that door does not stay open long enough no in between. to get him <laughs> and inside, to get him through if something goes wrong, like, oh, my, my wheel my wheelchair is stuck on this little bump it's like you're kind of screwed over at and that point because the oh, door just closes on you and before you met me did you ever think about that i plead the fifth no that's okay and most I mean, people yeah. don't that's what i'm saying most people don't yeah i went i don't know whether or not i did but not per like say probably to the extent you think of now oh yeah but and then another example that same door went into it a second time today my arm fell because i'm wearing a long sleeve very slick shirt and I had to get used to wearing long sleeves in the wintertime. Did it fall like inside arm. the arm or outside the arm? Outside the arm. Oh, gosh. The door starts closing. I'm almost completely inside. This That's going nice, to like pinch your arm. I, yeah, but it, didn't, it missed my arm. But this nice gentleman had already pressed the button in front of me. He walked in. 
He made sure I got in. And then he kept walking, but then my arm slipped. Uh-oh. And I'm stuck there. Somebody behind me. So I got the button, presses the button to open it back up, but I'm still stuck. I'm, like, flailing my head backwards, trying to get my arm up because I'm using my whole body weight to get it up. Right. Couldn't get it up. He turns like, oh, and he's sitting there awkwardly, and he's like, oh, I got it, and holds on. I was like, can you pull my arm up? And he just looks at me. And so I didn't know if he heard me. I was like, can you pull my arm up? He's like, oh, yeah, bro, I got you. Picks my hand up. Really, really he's super nice, and he's super understanding. He didn't know what to do. He's like, where? And I was like, just put where my hand's on the controller. And he did, and then I was fine. Yeah. But he's never. I don't know the guy. Yeah, it's like once you that have guy. that look on your face, it's like he's never done this. I don't know that guy. Like, and I, don't, ever. I don't, like, it's perfectly fine. But I'm so, I'm glad he was kind of like checked on me. I would have been stuck trying to like use my whole body weight. And then a third example, the button on one of the buildings, this building right here, wasn't working this morning. And so oh, a yeah. stranger had to let me in. Or I was late. I was going to be late to class. I was late for. Another reason. Yeah, the but, doors were doing something um, really weird this morning, but um, it got worked out. Usually when it's cold, like the first time it gets super cold, they quit working. <sighs> or they get super slow. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. So, and it's starting to get cold here in North Georgia. So, that happened. But, yeah, so those are just three things from the last um, four hours that have happened. There's still some things you're like, are you sure? Can't do it. So, yeah, go for it. And... Certain people I can make jokes with. I make jokes all the time. I was also going to talk about that, and we can talk about it with you, too. Um, if you had a child that was never really seen a wheelchair before, which I completely understand, a lot of kids don't, and you're at a festival and you have a child, and that child is staring at someone in a wheelchair, which, again, I don't mind staring. I get it. How would you explain a wheelchair to them? You know, we had this conversation like mm-hmm. a couple days ago. When it first happened, I got back. And this told was you. this was when the whole you know badass wheelchair conversation got like that first thing showed up. And I remember we were talking about this. It's like if this was my child, and my child was looking at somebody with a wheelchair, I would not say, "Yes, yeah, sweetie, he's got a real badass golf cart, doesn't he?" First of all, I would not say that word in front of my child. <laughs> First, this first girl, of all, this girl is like five or six, and this guy don't care. You, you don't need to say that that word in front of your child. First of all, he didn't give. He didn't give no two, no. two cruds. He did not give a care in the world at that point, and that and that kind of shows, unfortunately. But if it was my child, and my child's looking, at, I'd be like, "Hey, he's got a pretty cool looking wheelchair, doesn't he?" Yeah, and so like you know, you you you. You tell them, hey, it's a wheelchair. Yeah, and I always imagine these times, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to say something respectfully. I'm going to be like, actually, sir, it's a wheelchair, and let me explain. But I didn't. So I was yeah. in the middle of a huge festival, wearing a mask, when nobody else in that festival was wearing a mask, hardly. Very <laughs> few of us. Um, oh, gosh, that's awful. And then he is very much that person. I'm very much stereotyping here. He's that person. The, the like, words I can tell. The words so. he used, the way he, once again, stereotyping, the way he acted, the way he said it, I could tell that I didn't want to have a full conversation with him at all. Um, yeah, I get that. But, and so I should have some, actually, you know, it's, you know, a, it's wheelchair, a wheelchair, and like just like you have, use your legs to get around, I use a wheelchair. Kept it sweet and simple. Right. I want to educate kids. It's my thing. What I want to do with my life is just educate kids but also parents on how to educate their kids at a young age right just like how most parents just tell their kids to respect you know 
other people or respect people that are older than you or, you know, be say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, you're welcome. Add a little respect for disabilities in there. Right. Um, I think that the fact that he still did not tell his child about the fact that you were in a wheelchair, it kind of shows the fact that he's never told her the fact that some people need yeah. wheelchairs. And I get kids are going to stare, adults stare too, which kind of gets on my nerves, but it's fine. I, I, I get most people don't. I, but like, I won't lie, the first time, oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely stared like a little bit. It just means I'm outgoing. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, wheelchairs aren't that uncommon, but most people don't know somebody, anyone like well enough to interact with them. Right. I never mind people asking questions. I've gotten probably too personal with some people talking about my life, think how I do this and that. Um, and so I don't mind questions. I'd prefer questions. I get kids stare and I've even like, Hey, do you have any questions? You know, I've done that before and I've talked to them, but when the parent like, doesn't like, I didn't get a chance to say anything before. Like she walked around and stared at me while I was ordering a lemonade. And then before I could even say anything fully, dad, her dad already had jumped in because he was trying to stop right. her from staring, which I get. Right. But, like, it's just going to make her stare even more. Or I had a conversation with, I can't remember who it was, saying, well, people's going to think, oh, it's a golf cart. Let Kids are going to come and be like, hey, I like a golf cart. Can I ride or can I mess with your chair? Because it's not a chair. It's a golf cart. Like, people, right. they're going to assume because wheelchairs are a part, like, they're a part of, of you. you. Like, you can't have people just mess – that's my part own of the family. Reason. My own family doesn't. I don't let my nephews or anybody mess with my chair because I can't chance that. Yeah, there. I know that when we're taught on how to treat people with disabilities, especially people in wheelchairs, you have to be very mindful of when you just touch the wheelchair. Oh yeah, and it, I've had, and obviously that varies by person and varies by how how much that person trusts you, and. I mean, I don't know. If I were to touch your wheelchair, you know. It would be you, fine. But you, you know what to touch and because, what not to you know, touch also. Yeah. I also don't expect you to go to some stranger and touch their wheelchair either. Yeah, that's um, another – because that's, kind of, that's kind of weird in itself. Yeah. I've had a kid that from a church I used to go to want to, like, ride in my lap, which is fine. But he didn't know what to touch and what not to touch. He got a hold of my chair controller. I couldn't stop him. I'm, You know, my body's weak. Almost drove me down a very steep hill and ran over his mom's foot. And bruised it. Oh Say, my. okay, there goes that. I'm never letting a kid ride in my lap again like that. Right. Which partially my fault, I get. But like some something so simple can turn into something massive like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, you gotta be careful what you do. And it's for most people with disabilities. I don't speak for everyone. I always say that. I only speak about myself. However, most people do not mind questions. Yeah. Um, especially if they're doing like a podcast or videos or uh, like any kind of advocating or especially if they're at a, doing a speech or something. Mm-hmm. They want questions. They'd rather you ask the questions and you get the answers from somebody that has experience in it. And, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's very interesting. I get that most kids don't know. And definitely but. as somebody who is on the other side of that who have – had those com- experiences where they see someone in a wheelchair and they're curious. It's kind of like, okay, I see that they're in a wheelchair, so clearly there's something. Yeah. And you're you're kind of curious as to what that something is. Oh yeah. And I'm then a nosy person. A lot. So a lot of the reason why why people are silent and they stare is because they don't know how to go about asking that question. Like, hey, 
I know it's like it's kind of weird to go up to someone and go like, "Hey, I know you're in a wheelchair." Yeah, you know. So why are you in that wheelchair? There's this person I interviewed in my podcast, Carly Finley. She's mm-hmm. Australian. She wrote a book called "Say Hello." The first thing you do, say hello, how are you? Ask the name because everybody has a name. Everybody's, you know, their personality. You know, everything's important like that. Don't just say, "Hey, what's wrong with you?" or "Hey, what happened?" Hey, did you lose your like ability to walk in the war? Hey, did you get in a car wreck? I've had so many people. Also, I am a Christian. I right. believe in prayer. Mm-hmm. But do not go up to somebody and say, can I pray for you? I promise you my disability does not. I mean, it changes my life. I am okay with it. It's taken me right. years. And it was things like that that stopped me from accepting the disability. And, like, There's definitely something. There's something nothing wrong with me. Right. I don't need your prayers to fix me. I've had a woman in Walmart parking lot tell me, and this is weird. She prayed for me. It's like, you know, without knowing my name, I see you up walking in a church behind a pulpit. I can promise you I'm not going to be a preacher. Oh, what? But two, like, I'm really? not going to be I don't see myself as a preacher. But I don't see, I'm one, no. But two, don't say that. And then also I've had a guy stop me in Eagles want to pray that and literally pray that it would go away. Really? Yes. Strangers on my It's add. like I I mean I kind of get the whole thing of that. And I'm not see I myself am also a Christian, but and I've prayed for people plenty of times. Yeah. And I will go up to someone and ask, "Hey, can I pray for you?" But I'm not. If it's someone with a disability, I'm not going to pray that that disability is going to go away for multiple reasons. One, I don't know how long they've had that disability. Yeah. For you, I mean, how long have you had this? I was well, technically since I guess kind of like I was born, officially diagnosed four days after I turned two. So like, okay, uh, most all my life. (laughs) Yeah, but so that's. I mean, you're how old? Twenty? Are you twenty? Yeah, twenty. So that's 18 years of your life that you've had this. Officially, yeah. Officially. But and, and like, I, it takes people to years to accept themselves for many different reasons, whether it be, right. you know, weight issues, any kind of issues, not issues, I want to say issues, any kind of things about their body that they don't like. It takes them years to um, accept that. It has taken me, I would say, I didn't fully accept my disability and start more advocating and not wishing that I was born different, like born walking or whatever, until probably 2019, end of 2019. That's not that. Until I got out of high school and into college where I was more welcomed in college in the sense that I had more friends. Piedmont's very diverse, very inclusive. And now I'm a part of the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Council. I'm... A part of all these different things. I'm advocating. I help with this and that. I'm a main leader. And I'm a part of so many things. And that's when I fully accepted that. And even then, I still have doubts, of course. Everybody does about everything. But I didn't need, and probably people coming up to me, let me pray your disability away, is not helping my situation of accepting who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely wasn't. It's also know. one of those things that, like, you don't know the reason behind that unless you've had that previous conversation which even then that's still messed up that should be and more of a reason not to that's say, even more of a reason not yeah. to do that and like just like you never want to go to a woman and be like are you pregnant 
Congratulations. <laughs> You'd never know. I know so many people who have done that. It's so oh, it's yeah, like it's awkward. It's like and rude. walking up to someone who happened to a woman who looks like she's pregnant and asking saying. when her due date is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to do that. You don't want to ask somebody. Like you don't want to be like, oh well, this is wrong with you. Let me pray it away. No, you don't ask somebody about when you're going to get pregnant. Because what if that woman or person that gets pregnant can't? What if they yeah, have someone like what can't? if they're barren? What if they just simply don't want kids. What? If, yeah. What? It I just don't want adds kids. like a pressure and an expectation and that they know of, is not going to be able to be fulfilled. And there's societal. So disabilities isn't what the problem is. Disabilities is not a problem. Right. It's society's way of handling disabilities and accessibility and everything that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Society kind of does a credit job so well they do an all right job i think in the because last they, few years but still yeah. nowhere's near okay i mean even on campus you know not that I long changed that stuff around real quick yeah <laughs> as soon as i got here and that's another thing on campus you've heard this story i'm not gonna say any names oh yeah someone very prominent on campus instead of saying a power wheelchair or motorized wheelchair whatever you want to say when talking to someone else about me this, instead of saying my name or wheelchair, exact quote, this fine young gentleman. Fine young gentleman. Fine young gentleman. There's, that, there's something wrong waiting, with me, No, 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 wait. Is waiting outside your office in his motorized, pauses and stutters, you don't want to say wheelchair, motorized uh, uh, Mercedes. You know Motorized talk- Mercedes? You know who I'm talking about. I do know exactly who you're talking about. I'm not going to say who you're talking about. Very prominent on cameras. Yes. That threw me for a loop. Now I get, no. That's got to be one of those she things where it's like, I've never heard that. You just kind of book that. It's like one of those things where I never heard that. went down that. in my notes immediately <laughs> as a thing this person says. Because this person says a lot of things. You could be like a comedian and just go out there and be like, I've been called... A motorized Mercedes, bad a badass golf, golf cart. You just and, had this long list. But he, he, funny thing is, that person said something else very funny right before that about me. I'm not, it has nothing to do with disability. I'm not right. going to say it, but something very funny. I immediately came back to the mascot department and told some of the professors and students, and it was a joke because they know this person. They know how funny it can be, this saying. But, yeah, so things like that. I don't know how to handle because I'm not going to go to this person and correct this person. This person is not the person. It's like, dude, you better know what a wheelchair is. Like, come on. This person is not the kind of person you can correct on campus. Oh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. So it's not like I correct. I just looked. I didn't smile. I didn't make a face. Straight face, and they walked away. And that was it. I probably would have had that one moment where I'm just like, and it was before masks, so like I couldn't hide my face. trying to hold it back, like, a little bit. It was before, I couldn't hide my face, it was before masks. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't great. Um, and I will say that the campus run, it's definitely more wheelchair accessible for you, but there are definitely some places where it's hard. Like, even outside the mass communications department, we only have one ramp. One ramp. Way and out of the way. Way out of the way. If I'm not in a handicapped vehicle and I'm just driving my chair across campus, way out of the way. Now, I do have to give him credit. This campus was not handicap accessible, hardly oh, yeah. at all. There wasn't really any wheelchairs. Me and another student came in, 
at the same time, I want to say, um, in a wheelchair. And, but they have a different disability than I do. So they could do different things. That's where every disability is different. But mm-hmm. me personally, I needed door openers. I needed ramps, which he, they did too. I needed a shuttle what? to get around campus in case it's raining because this yeah. campus floods like crazy. And in fact, when I did my summer orientate when I was in orientation, they didn't have the shuttle, handicapped shuttle in time. They had to rent a van from Atlanta and bring it up here. They didn't want to do that all the time. So they do have a shuttle now. They added a ramp on a road that needed it. Buttons. Now, um, last week, three years after, uh, after I've been here for three years, they finally added the last three buttons on all the academic buildings. So that's the library, the commons, the conservatory, all the academic buildings, uh, everything. Only thing they don't have is now um, dorm halls, but that's right. a different way. They've got to figure that out. It's an entirely um, different thing. They've added an elevator in dorm hall. They, what else? Well, they've done so much. Yeah. They're very understanding for the most part. And we have seen a few ramps added in mm-hmm. certain areas. I took I took a picture of one of the ramps. That was so it's random. A, that I don't was, know what that was for. That was such a random it was a, ramp. It was and a it was like a plywood. A, yeah, it was like plywood made of two by fours. And I'm a, like, well, it was a this isn't ramp. stably sound no, at all. It was a plywood ramp set on top of a piece of two by four. I think it was a temporary thing for somebody that was visiting yeah, campus. Yeah. Because it led into the president's house walkway. Right. But the house was a step to get in. And they didn't have a step. So I don't know if it was for accessibility or if it was for, like, something completely different. I have no idea what it was for. I have no idea. It was idea. funny, though, because I've seen it, and I started laughing. Yeah. Um, you, you just said that back. You're like, what is that? And yeah. I'm just like, that's what I'm saying. I did see that. But, I mean, the campus is making a lot of, you know, changes, which is good. They're getting up to the 21st century, being accommodating. Um, now we just need to see the whole world do that. <laughs> now oh, we just need to see everyone else join in. Um, that's... One of my things is accessibility. My other thing is just educating. Mm-hmm. I want to be a public speaker, even though I have stage fright. I want to be able to, I'm working on that, but I want to be able to do that. I want that to be my career is just advocating for and educating, but advocating for accessibility. Right. Because not everybody wants to or can. And you take notice of all that stuff because of your position that you're in. So I think that that's one of the cool things about you is you're kind of, this voice for a minority group of people that don't have a voice. And that's why I'm now part of the DEI, the Student Government Association. Part of the ROAR. You're able to write articles as with all kinds of things. As soon as I got here, one of my first articles I wrote, if not the first article I wrote for in here, was Unacceptable Accessibility. That was after they started working on things. And so the disability services actually was like, I'm concerned because they thought it was a bad article. It was really not. It was an article it just kind of praising. Points. Oh, it was praising yeah. people for what they've done. But it also showed that there still is issues and that it but it was never anything bad. And they right. ended up loving it. That's one of my most like that was one of my main articles. Um I've wrote one about having true friendships is hard, which is all another conversation. That hey, have we have you, one of those. Yeah, we might I might have you back on to talk about true friendships and might right. read my article out loud. Um, things like that. So yeah, like, you know. It's just, that's what I try. I have two-ish years left here. I'm hoping by the time I leave, this will be one of the most accessible campuses in Georgia. If you include this year, I've got 
three years left. Yeah, so since I took that semester off, it threw me off a little bit. Right. Um, I'm trying to pick up a double major. But anyway, I'm hoping this campus will be very accessible by the time I'm done. Because it I'm already is. so, too, like, because there are times A few more I'm ramps, a few more ramps, you know. Um, maybe move the light post out from the middle of the walkway. <laughs> yeah, that is just kind of a random place to put that. that that's Somebody's not like, even. That is not my job, and that, did not change. It. I don't think that's even one of those things where it's a disability thing. That's kind of a common, common sense, sense thing. Why would you put that in the middle of the sidewalk? And then, um, what else? I think that's about it. Honestly, there's really not much um, else around. I think we here. need to kind of put more of a adjustment on the doors, the buttons. To where the doors kind of open up in a, I'm not going to say faster or slower, but like. They need to stay open longer. More moderate. Yeah, and they definitely because need they, to stay open longer. I mean, and they can do that easy. They've adjusted it before. Yeah. Um, and usually it works fine. It's just I hit my elbow twice today apparently, <laughs> and I stop, I'd stop myself. It's also hard but for you because yeah. it's only one door, and they have and they still have the door jam right there. Huh? The, the doors and the part that goes in between the two doors. Oh, yeah. They still have that part. And yeah, that, that's the part too. that really trips you up there. Yeah, it can. Yeah. But, I mean, this got a little off topic. We start about friendships and now we're talking about accessibility, which is also important. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back on talking about more, I'm sure. We have a state-of-the-art podcast studio with four microphones. All the setup for our podcasting class. And we're going to be um, using it more. I'm Woo! taking advantage of this. And like I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier in the episode. I use some other equipment um, also from the department. Right. Because um, this specific episode, um, I wanted to use department equipment. Um, I use it from home. It was portable. So I don't know how that sounds. We'll see. If it sounds good, I may drop some money on some stuff. Might we'll try see. something. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, of course, this studio is my dream studio. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> this is a really Dimmable nice lights. It's got Mac all the eye here. candy. Oh, yeah. A table to relax in the background. We got a button with all kinds of effects we can play with. All kinds of things. We're not going to do that because this isn't that kind of podcast. This isn't that podcast. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast, guys. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, not yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, so, yeah. I think that's it for this episode's interview. Thanks for being on here, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Anytime. We'll definitely be back talking about more stuff. As you can tell, me and Matt can talk about for anything for forever. Because this oh, yeah. interview is going to be a short interview, and I don't know. We've been here for, like, probably 30 minutes. Eh, maybe so, longer than that. Yeah, so this <laughs> this episode might be brought up into two different episodes. We might have a bonus episode of just the Just the bloopers of um, us laughing hey, our no, butts off. No bloopers. I'm keeping the <laughs> headphones falling off. Oh, yeah, you got to keep that. The headphones falling off is just real experience of what happens. In IRL. IRL of my daily life 